0: Are you curious about, interested in, or working within the field of anesthesiology and you are a woman, person of color, or otherwise do not fit the stereotypical image of what an anesthesiologist looks like? Then this is the podcast for you. We will discuss what life is like on the other side of the blue drape for us. Issues most relevant, such as what is anesthesia really? And we're not talking textbook definition tips for applying, success in residency, life as an attending, and beyond. Join us each week as we take a dive into this rich and often misunderstood field. This is your host, Dr. Alicia Peterson, and welcome to Sivo Sisters. Hey, y'all. I'm excited for you to hear part one of my interview with Dr. Fowley. In this episode, we'll discuss her journey to anesthesiology and pediatric anesthesia with all the surprises she encountered along the way. Please enjoy. This is Dr. Peterson, and it is my absolute distinct pleasure to introduce Dr. Chia Jose Fowley to the podcast. I met her through a outing with physicians. She is absolutely phenomenal pediatric anesthesiologist and she is an entrepreneur. She has founded a coaching business. She's doing workshops. She's educating other physicians on how to build an empire of sorts. And so it is my honor for us to have this discussion today we will hear her journey as to how she got introduced into anesthesiology as well as pediatric anesthesia and the like so
1: welcome thank you so much dr peterson i am so excited to be doing this with you when i saw your things i was like yes why did not anybody think of this beforehand
0: i <laughs> <laughs> yes, was so right. excited
1: that's so good <laughs> Yes.
0: Thank you. I mean, our voices need to be heard. We're out there, we're doing the work and our journeys are incredibly unique. So we need a platform for it and I'm happy to bring it.
1: Love it. Love all of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, is there anything you'd like to add about yourself to the audience? Because I know I want to dive into your story. It is just absolutely (laughs) incredible.
1: Sure. Like you said, I'm Shia Ghazi-Fawale. I am a pediatric anesthesiologist. We are based in the Syracuse, New York area. I have three girls and married to my husband, Tony. Um, and we've now been here for about, I, I think I got a fellowship about five years ago. This is my fifth fifth anniversary that I just celebrated. And in the past few years, we've been doing, more people know me about my real estate stuff than they do about my anesthesia anesthet- <laughs> work. <laughs> And then, um, I think last year also I went, I went part-time too, so so that's been fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to just, you know, delve into that, that entire journey. Cause it's, it has definitely been a road.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. And the fact that now you have a flag planted in a whole other industry, we oh, yeah. we want to hear about all of it. So start from the beginning. I mean, how did anesthesiology even come on your radar?
1: Yeah. So I call that one of the biggest miracles and blessings of my life, because when I was in med school, I was not thinking anesthesia at all, like zero. Okay. When I first started med school, I wanted to go into, into straight PEDs. And then I had a mentor tell me, nah, you don't want to do PEDs. You don't want to do PEDs. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, nah, you don't want to do PEDs. I am like, all right, then, then what? Okay. So fine. Neurosurgery, right? So I actually pursued neurosurgery I did neurosurgery research. I did a neurosurgery sub-I. I I was basically like going for neurosurgery. I went to Hopkins for med school. So you had Ben Carson there with all his star power at the time. Um, You had Dr. Quinones and then a number of neurosurgery, like, you know, media, big shots there. So, you know, I don't blame myself for having wanted to go into neurosurgery. But by the time I was applying and actually going on interviews and stuff, I realized I was very different from everybody else on the on the on the trail because like they will be like sitting down during the like you know how like doing interviews they like sit down and just be chatting and they're talking about like screws and stuff and I'm like (laughs) that is that that does not interest me.
0: You weren't about the equipment, huh? wasn't talking about screws, right? Like you know, like the pedicle screws and
1: things. Nah, nah, nah. but I was already in, right. So I wasn't going to turn around and, you know, being a you know, high achiever, you don't turn around after you've applied for a neurosurgery, but I kind of had a, an inkling that mm, maybe, maybe this wasn't my thing, but I wasn't going to turn around. Um, but thankfully I didn't match. And I got that message and it was like, oh my gosh, like one half of me was like, oh my gosh, I didn't match. And the other half of me was like, hallelujah. Right. Right. <laughs> Now I can actually think of what to do. So I remember that day walking to walking to my um my dean's office to go do the the soap, and as I was walking, like th- there was this median on the road as I was crossing the road, and I remember just thinking right there, like, okay, what do I now do? Like I don't know what else because I had I was totally like 100% gong ho, no no plan B Wow. Surgery, right? Now as I walked there, I thought in my head, okay, well. Emergency medicine. I mean, that's pretty close to like neurosurgery, right? Emergency medicine. But I hate the ER, so I knew I hated the ER. <laughs> so I <laughs> knew that that was not gonna be it. No. So as I walked into the office, they handed me a sheet of paper that had all the like unfilled spots, mm-hmm. and at the top right there, alphabetical order, order A was anesthesia. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> wow i did not think about anesthesia i mean i was in the or with them the entire time i was doing all my sub eyes and rotations and stuff but i the only time i actually remember that the 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 anesthesiologist was like when sometimes they'll allow me stay on their side mm-hmm. like I, I barely remember any other interactions and I mm-hmm. that who pulled me and i was like are you sure you want to do this thing like anesthesia like she actually told me like like anesthesia is it but i totally blocked her out because like girl i'm trying to be a neurosurgeon yeah so anyway that day when i had that sheet in front of me it was like oh okay i guess i can still do my neurocritical care which i I, at the time i liked um i don't anymore um (laughs) quick pivot and in two hours had a new personal statement basically told a new story of how my life and anesthesia were going to line up and it was all the truth by the way um and then I did my phone interview with Dr. Bendo from downstate on the phone as I was driving, you know, this was that whole soap week, right? So the entire week was just like chaos, you know, chaos in the sense of like, I don't know what's going to happen by the end of this week,
0: Yeah.
1: you know, but I mean, prayed about it, cried about it, worked about it. And at the end of the, at the end of the week, I had my both, um, my, my intern year spot and the advanced spot. So so I ended up doing my intern year at, um, you know, Memorial in Baltimore. Uh Uh-huh. Did my um, advanced, uh, you know, my actual anesthesia stuff at SUNY Downstate in Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you learned of anesthesia as an option for a career. I mean, you knew of it, wasn't really knowledgeable about it. And then it was a scrambling process. And it was the first one on the list.
1: Exactly. Absolutely incredible. It incredible. wasn't it wasn't just the first one on the list. Our year was also the first year that the soap was done. Yeah. So like there previously, right, the scramble was a scramble, right, where yeah. you know your dean called the dean and people called people. Exactly. Dean. But that was the first year that they actually like standardized it and made it not a scramble anymore. Ah. So I knew that to 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 improve my chances, I needed to think fast and act fast. So I literally turned things over in, in a two hour time slot.
0: (laughs) I mean, and Hey, that's, that's one of the key features of being a great anesthesiologist thinking and acting fast. Boom. You did that. (laughs) Wow. And how did your, tell us about your training. I mean, you had to think fast, act fast and land on that field quickly. Once you got into the mechanics of it, I mean, How did you, how did you like it? What was your thoughts?
1: Yeah. So now I I was down basically on this brand new road. Now, unlike other anesthesia residents who have been thinking about it through like med school, they would have had some kind of an idea
0: (laughs) of what was happening with the (laughs) anesthesia.
1: Zero. I remember during my intern year, I did my first, I, I chose anesthesia as an elective. Okay. And I remember I walked into the OR and that was the first time I actually like really get engaged in what was happening on the anesthesia side. So so I got to actually like interact with practicing, you know, attendings. And I remember then there was this one cardiac anesthesiologist who was just, I mean, to me, she was just a whiz. Like, I mean, she was great. She was popping in A lines in like seconds. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, I love this. And I, I, I just, I, I fell in love with that side of the of the drapes because like yeah. the people there, the, I mean, they were just like geniuses. I mean, intubations, IVs, A-lines, you know, all that stuff. And so when I actually started um, my CA1 year, I felt good about it. Like, I felt like I had, like, like I had lucked out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like,
0: you know,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> even though, I I wasn't as I mean I didn't have like a a history with anesthesia within a week or two I think I, I mean I think I caught up fairly fast I think I yeah. think but you know <laughs> I'll leave it I'll leave it to those who evaluate me to yeah say. but I mean I I didn't feel out of out of sorts you know how like I didn't feel like I was behind for yeah. long yeah
0: oh wow mm-hmm. oh my gosh so um. You like the procedural aspect of it. Again, yeah. that's what had attracted you to neurosurgery. And I get it. I mean, Ben Carson and all of that. I mean, it, it would be hard not to be drawn into that star power, right? Like a mob yeah. to a fire. Um, but I, I love how stepping back, you're able to appreciate that. Wait a minute. You were really kind of being ushered into that. And that really wasn't a calling that you had. Um,
1: oh. oh, yeah. In- introspection, yeah. I think, is probably one of my biggest gifts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very often, I spend a lot of time like asking myself those questions. Like, girl, did you really like that thing? Mm -hmm. did did you really, or was it just been Carson? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And then as I own self be true,
0: (laughs) amen to that. And so as you're going through training, what, you know, what made you say, okay, well, I want to specialize more. I mean, you know, in the beginning you had initially said Mm peace and you didn't share what that person said to kind of steer you away. But it looks like Pete's entered the picture again for you. Yeah, because
1: for in reason. medicine, we don't talk about the money. Right? Ah, yeah. Some, some topics are like taboo topics, right? Like we don't, the Pete's folks right now, like when you go like on, on like all the, all the Facebook groups and stuff, they will, you know, they'll comment and say, you know, we are paid at the bottom of the barrel or whatever. And God bless Pete's people. But right. I think that that was what she was trying to say without, without, without saying it. I was like, all right, well, two things that I like. I liked, I liked pain, I liked um, cardiac, and I liked peace. But then wow. pain, so in Brooklyn, our pain clinic was more like detective clinic, okay? And I didn't like that I spent a chunk of my clinical time trying to figure out if the patient was lying or not. Uh. And I was like, I remember my, the last day of my pain rotation, I was literally afraid because we had this one person come in and I wasn't sure if it was gonna meet us out like on the street as we were leaving, with you know (laughs) my gosh. So I was just like, you know what? This thing mm, makes good money, but I I don't think I wanna be like this. And I I think elsewhere it's different. But you know, our our clinic had a lot of opioids and things at the time. So there was a I was just concerned. So I decided, you know what? I, I just wouldn't do it now. I can do cardiac for a month. Yeah. Cardiac is fun. You get to see the heart. You get to do all these fancy things, drugs, and all that. But I was like, I could probably do it for one month, and that's it. <laughs> so we ended up on peds. <laughs> peds. peds okay. I, yeah, I mean, I liked and I liked that peds. You know, took me back sort of where I began, right? Yeah. And but but then it kept me sort of it kept me general with the specialty. Uh-huh. So in peds now, I mean, I do. I I don't do cardiac like like actual like cardiac cases cuz we don't do that at our, at our institution but if I wanted to I could have right um cuz that's like a sub sub specialty of of peds but I mean we yeah. do neuro we do basically everything every specialty that mm-hmm. you know that that has a peds version we we take care of yet sure. we are considered specialized you're right oh that's a good way of viewing it yeah.
0: Dr. Fowley's story highlights that, number one, medical school really doesn't allow enough time for us to explore specialties. So often we have to make these lifelong decisions with little experience to work with. But thankfully, with number two, despite this lack of exposure to all specialties, our hearts will guide us as to where we need to go. And I hope you learn to listen to your hearts. Dr. Fowley knew that neurosurgery was not the right path for her, but yet she had kept trying to pursue it. Ultimately, and thankfully, life will find a way to bring us to where we need to be. In part two, as she honed her problem-solving skills through anesthesiology and motherhood, she arrived at another unexpected passion in her life, entrepreneurship. Listen up for that next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sivo Sisters. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you don't miss out. New episodes drop every week on a Monday because we all can use a little something, something to get us through the week. Am I right? I'd love to hear more from you on the topics that you want to hear. So let me know in the comments. This is Dr. Peterson signing off. See you next time.